0: Welcome to Today on Broadway for Wednesday, February 27th, 2019. I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamaninni. First up in the news, we have the reviews for the off-Broadway premiere of the new musical Alice by Heart from MCC. The show has a fantastic creative team, including the writing team behind Spring Awakening, Steven Sater, and Duncan Sheik. Also on the writing team is Jessie Nelson, who wrote the book for Waitress. She is also directing this production. Interestingly enough, her daughter, Molly Gordon, plays Alice. Uh, the show also stars... Broadway favorites Noah Galvin, Andrew Kober, Grace McLean, Catherine Rickafort, Colton Ryan, Heath Saunders, Wesley Taylor, and more. And as I kind of previewed on our This Week in Theater schedule, the reviews were not great for this one. Um, they weren't completely awful, just mostly awful. Starting first, Alexis Salaski writing for The Guardian said, quote, Bombs are falling through the air, splintering the darkness of the London night, while children cower in a tube shelter deep underground. But bombs can fall inside, too. Like Alice by Heart, an extravagantly well-intentioned and hopelessly inert new musical at MCC. This is a musical through the looking glass, in love with its own reflection. The Alice stories are pretty well dog-eared when it comes to popular culture. Once you've inspired both a top-grossing pornographic comedy and a popular Disney ride, you know you've arrived. That doesn't mean they can't inspire the occasional new musical. And inspiration isn't the trouble here. Alice by heart lacks the hard graft of creating fully realized characters in a recognizable world. Frank Scheck of The Hollywood Reporter feels very similar. He said, quote, Forget falling down the rabbit hole. The worst thing that ever happened to Alice in Wonderland was entering the public domain. Since it's free for the taking, Lewis Carroll's classic fantasies inspired innumerable adaptations and variations. He does also uh, mention the porno movie as well, which, I don't know if they're comparing notes or not, but anyway, uh, back to Frank Sheck. He said, some of them have admittedly been sublime, but more often than not, they're laborious. The latter is unfortunately true of Alice by heart, which demonstrates that it might be time to give Alice and those fantastical characters surrounding her a well-deserved rest. Matt Winman of AM New York gave the show two out of four stars, saying, quote, Rather than being a feel-good exercise, Alice now finds Wonderland to be a dark and creepy place where the characters question her motivations and actions. Although sincerely intended and full of creative touches, Alice by heart is a disjointed, depressing, and bewildering mess. It would be near impossible to follow it without a working knowledge of the source material. Now, Barbara Schuler, writing for Newsday, did seem to like it better than the rest. She said, quote, The production is a hallucinatory take on the familiar tale, and it gets a bit muddled at times, hard to distinguish when we're in the shelter and when down the rabbit hole. Probably that doesn't really matter, though. Better to simply enjoy the great music and the ultimately sweet retelling of the story about the young woman who never felt she was quite the right size and always felt she wasn't allowed to grow. And to reflect, of course, on how we all struggle at times with the need to fit in. That seems like an incredibly generous reading of this show that nobody else seemed to like from Barbara Shuler. And that is why we need critics like her. So, uh, again, James and I had hypothesized that if this did well, this very well could make a transfer to Broadway. I find that very hard to believe at this point. Up next, I've got a couple of recommendations for you. First, Down in the Land Down Under, stage and screen stars Hugh Jackman and Keala Settle were in Australia for the promotion of the launch of his World Tour coming up later this fall. Settle will be joining her Greatest Showman co-star for the Australian dates. The pair performed with a chorus of young people and did a few interviews uh, and posed for pictures. If you want to check out all of that, we will have a link in the show notes. Now, something that I don't even really need to ask, I know you want to check out, is a little snippet of tonight's Documentary Now episode called Original Cast Album Co-op. It features Paula Pell essentially playing Elaine Stritch, and it's perfect and stupid, and I love it. Of course, it is set to air on the IFC channel. Check your local listings for time and channel. If you want to prepare for this by watching the original documentary that this is based off of, Company, making of Original Cast Recording, It's not officially streaming anywhere that I could find. It used to be on Netflix, I don't think it is anymore. But if you uh, type company making of original cast uh, cast recording into Google, you might be able to watch it on a tube somewhere. Okay, on to some other news. Yesterday, Deadline reported that British writer and director Ollie Refson will adapt the Tony-winning play One Man, Two Governors for the big screen. The play's original writer, Richard Bean, and director Nicholas Heitner will serve as EPs. No word on if James Corden will return to the role that earned him a Tony Award, but even given his busy TV schedule, I would be shocked if they made this movie without him in the main role. The one thing that does concern me a bit about a big screen adaptation of this show is that so much of the play's humor is about Corden's character interacting with the audience, um, sometimes real audience members, sometimes not real audience members, um, and him breaking and, and and laughing and it getting so funny that he can't take it. I don't know how that's going to transfer. I mean, obviously, they can't really do that, so I don't know how they're going to kind of keep some of the main humor in this screenplay. So we will have to see. Next up, yesterday, the New York Theatre Workshop and WP Theaters co-production of Hurricane Diane, directed by Lee Silverman, announced a two-week extension. The show will now play through March 24th, and that is perfectly timed, because on Saturday, in this very podcast feed, Jan Simpson's next episode of StageCraft will feature the play's writer, Madeline George, so tune in for that this weekend. And finally, on Tuesday, the New York Public Library for the Performing Arts announced that this fall they will launch a major, yet untitled, exhibit examining the work of Harold Prince. The exhibit will include original costumes, set models, scenic designs, and archival video, and more. Certainly a must-see for musical theater lovers out there. Uh, I will hopefully try to plan this into my fall trip because this seems just like a treasure trove of fantastic Um, little scene uh, resources to really get an insight into the incredible history of musical theater that Hal has brought to the stage okay that's all I've got today on this shortened episode hopefully James and I'll be back with you tomorrow thanks for listening to today on Broadway follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWW Matt have a great hump day everybody and we'll talk to you on Thursday